a while. I, 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 should, think, get, I, think, I should get a few years. Yeah. Yeah. I think you'll have a while. I think you'll have a that while. That'd be great. But anyways, so, oh my gosh, we've been talking a while, but we are Revolution Rosie. (laughs) I'm so sorry. And who knows how this will be edited, but, um, you know, whatever. We're Revolution Rosies. Hello. (laughs) Hi. That's Vivian Vega. And that over there with the cute-ass haircut is Miss Betty LaRue. (laughs) Um, So we are just, like, free-for-all in it, and I I couldn't be more excited. This is, like brand new. We've never, except for our very first episode ever, right? Mm-hmm. have ever gone without having a theme. I know. I think it's, I'm pretty excited because then it's like, what do you bring to the table? Right. Yeah, like what's going to happen? Yeah. And um, that's not to say that we never will again. You know, we may do right. like a, a holiday special or, right. you know, Who knows? But, but for the moment, this is very exciting. So, um, yeah, I'm very excited about it. Uh, and like, just to get into just some of my inspirations lately, I'm going to bring up some, not today, but so I've been binge listening to you're wrong about. Yes. Yes. You mentioned that at the last podcast I, we did. Probably did. Yeah. Um, but like, they are just really great at I'm gonna have talking to write this about, down. yeah, they're, they're really great about talking about like in general, just history that we remember a certain way, but turns out it's not like that. It's just the way the, the media portrayed it or the story we were told. Um, and like, I'm super enjoying, they had like, it just so happens that the nineties, not just so happens, but it, in the nineties were real shitty towards women. So they've done a bunch of women that were like super mistreated by the nineties. And I mean, like it's, it's everywhere from like, um, from like Lorena Bobbitt to Tanya Harding to Jessica Simpson. They just did like a whole thing on Jessica Simpson. And I was like, I fucking love Jessica Simpson. Yeah. She's, she's like a mogul. She is. And I mean, I don't know. She like, she wasn't the type of person that I'd be like, I'd be totally friends with. And then like they read expert excerpts from her book. And I'm like, she's super fucking grounded. Yeah. And I think that part of it is like, she'll tell you, she's like, I had to quit drinking and start going to therapy. And now she's like, I'm super self-aware now. Yeah. Like I know who I am and it's, I don't know. She's, she's wonderful. So anyways, I might actually steal some women that they do. I had, I had like a thought about one that I wanted to do. here. Can I recommend a podcast to you? Um, that I, I found also, um, it's done by a woman. Um, and I've been obsessed with her. I found her on TikTok actually, because I'm one of those old people that joined TikTok uh, during the pandemic. Um, I'm going to join. So I'm going to oh, be one of those older people that was late to join TikTok. I'm telling you, I don't know what the <laughs> flip I'm doing, but um, so it is this podcast here. It's called who did what now? Um, who did what now? Um, who did what now? And she is so cute. Um, She is, it says what it's about. It says, whoever said history was boring, obviously wasn't paying attention. Um, And she is a history enthusiast and reader of books. And she delves into people, places, and events that make history a bit more interesting. And she talks about some real cool events um, and talks about, like, I think I mentioned, like, Mother Teresa was a real Oh yeah. Bad person. And like Gandhi was a real shit, but then she talks about like, um, mistresses of Kings that were actually way cool and like loved by everyone. And like, it's really neat. 
I like, I, I really, I'm, I'm going to need something to binge because I just finished your wrong about like, uh, That's they have one. episodes since 2018 and I oh, have wow. just finished them. So, well, yeah. she, hers uh, are really I short and there's not a bunch, but okay. they're, they're really good. I, I um, recommend one of the things also that rivals really is, is really good, but they're rivals. done too. Okay. I was, um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, one of the things that I really like about this podcast is it doesn't really paint anyone as like a perfectly good or perfectly bad person. It's like people are complicated. Oh, everyone yes. is complicated. The worst people of history are complicated. No one's, you know, no one's just bad or just good. Everyone is very complicated and they're real people. They're not two dimensional, which like you often just see like a two dimensional person when like the news is telling the story because this, this makes a good story is like this two dimensional person, but people are complicated. Lives are complicated. Relationships are extremely complicated. Absolutely. It's really good. Yeah. Anyways. So, um, that was my little, my little rant there that you might end up with some like nineties women that were disparaged by the, as a matter of fact, I already have a nineties woman that I'm going to talk about, uh, on my list. So I hope you don't take one. Well, yeah, that'll be the one thing where it's like, mm. um, I'm almost positive you don't have. So, okay. So this is going to be like a long and a roundabout way. Um, I decided I wanted to do a person and then I found out that there wasn't a lot about them. And I was like, okay, how am I going to do this? Cause I still want to do this person. So I kind of did this whole thing. Okay. So, <laughs> all right. So here, here we go. I'm going to, I'm going to get started. All right. Okay. I'm so ready. I'm buckled in. You ready? Okay. So our story starts with the world's oldest national broadcast or oldest national broadcaster, the BBC, um, which was founded, uh, October 18th of 1922. Um, so, and I'm just going to give you some random, some information, some background on the BBC, because I didn't know a lot about this. Um, so it's funded primarily by an annual television license fee that is charged to all households, companies, and organizations using any type of equipment to receive or record live TV broadcast. So it's like, it's funded by like charging like people. A, like, is it like a PBS then? I guess it's kind of. Like a yeah. public, a public but like station? It's, it's for having, for like like having the ability to stream it almost so it's like you buy the product and that and then you get taxed to use the product it's, it's like a cre- it's, it's almost like, like a public library situated television yeah it's like a pbs but like a pbs cable <laughs> you know okay. it's kind of like hbo kinda, pbs hbo kind of yeah <laughs> um so uh, in the uh, da, 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 in the early 1920s, the first live public broadcast was made, which was uh, like was a huge success. So it started off like radio. So 1920, early 1920s, it was radio, right? Um, it was a huge success and prompted many licensing requests. However, officials held reservations about programs due to the um, interference due to the fact that they would interfere with important military and um, civilian communication like keep in mind this is like world war one world war two like right in that in that like time frame so they're like "Mm, we'd love to let you guys use the radio but it could interfere with important military stuff (laughs) um So, but then by 1922, they had received a hundred plus requests 
And in an attempt to avoid the chaos, the chaotic expansion experience in the US. So I need to delve into that, which I'm not going to today, but I want to look into like, how crazy was it when the US was like free market radio? Like, just think of how messy that would have been. Just like radio stations, like trying to fight each other for like Well, it's kind of like channels. before there was time uh, uh, zones, you know? Mm-hmm. Like they didn't have time zones, so there were trains crashing into one another and like, you know. But, but like chaos. as radio waves, like everyone trying to like yeah. fight for different like radio waves. And I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm sure that the free yeah. market made it really, really hard. Yeah. So um, they formed a jointly owned company and made money on royalties on the sales of the BBC wireless receiving sets from a pu- approved manufacturers. So like they would get royalties off of these like these wireless things that they would use um, and people would buy so that they could get this broadcast. And that's how they did it. Um, and so they were the British broadcasting company at this point. Okay. Um, but in the 19 and then in 1927, it becomes the British Broadcasting Corporation. Um, and then it, and this is so British and that's why I added it. It has its own co- coat of arms. <laughs> the BBC does. Oh, yeah. of course it does. And it's, um, and its motto is nation shall speak peace unto nation. So it's got a coat of arms with a motto because it's fucking nice. British. And it's drink um, that whole coat of arms is drinking tea. It's like, just like, mm. Mm. um, so, mm. <laughs> so while the U S Australia and Canada broadcast public interests, such as like sports, uh, the BBC Director General uh, Reith chose um, intensely, hold on, sorry, I wrote in pencil like a moron, uh, intensely moralistic, exclusive upscale programming. That's right, um, drink that tea. <laughs> <laughs> like, so instead of doing like sports like the US and Canada and Australia, was, which would be like rugby and basketball and baseball, I don't know if it's basketball, but like baseball and stuff. Right. Um, which is, you know, like big working class sports. The BBC would only would only report on things like boat races, tennis. Um, and so they Golf. wouldn't like, yeah, Golf they wouldn't around? do anything on like um, yeah, I would imagine it's been around since like the 1800s. I'm pretty, yeah. Pip, pip. Pip, pip. Pip, pip. Um, so like they weren't, they wouldn't do things like they wouldn't do what was popular, which was like cricket and football. Football. Um, football. Yeah. So until 1928, entertainers were expected to avoid biblical quotes. Uh, cleric, uh, clerical uh, impersonations and references. Um, oops, sorry, man, she was pushing against my arm. Uh, <laughs> references to drinking, American prohibition, because again, this is 20, so you couldn't even talk about American oh prohibition, um, vulgarity, and uh, doubtful material and political allusions. So they couldn't like talk about anything just sl- even slightly unhinged. So they were like the they were like the royal family because like the royal family is not supposed to seem like at all aligned with anything yeah you're just like hi we're the royals and so like that was yeah i'm so so bad at it look at my hand it's like a fish (laughs) (laughs) um so 
So I'm just kind of setting up like what the vibe was. Sure. Okay. Um, so they excluded popular music uh, for or popular foreign music. So you wouldn't get any like big band music from the US or anything like that. Sure. They wouldn't do that. It was only like, it was only like British music, national mm-hmm. British music. So real exciting uh, stuff. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so I mean like real, real exciting. They were cutting. They were edge, having a real uh, raging radio. time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So in 1929, um, using a system developed by John uh, Logie, John Logie Bard, um, they they were able to do a limited regular broadcast, and that and that like fully began. They started actually broadcasting broadcasting in 90, pardon me, 1934, and expanded their service. So they they became like BBC Radio, and then. BBC television service in 1934. So that's when like the the TV station like became a TV station. Like a visual means. Yeah. Yeah. That's when they actually started like broadcasting that way. Sure. Um, And they started again, I included this because it's so British. So they started, they were, they were recording and doing everything from the Alexander palace. Hmm. Of the palace. palace, as opposed to uh, the Thomas Palace, nobody wants to go there. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and that's where they started in 1936 with like the broadcasting from there. Okay. Okay. So, Alexander of course, palace. The Alexander Palace. So, of course, being like now that you have like a TV station, you're going to need like broadcasters. Like we, yeah. we would have like yeah. newscasters or something we need like them that. You dope need, MCs. Like, you need a person. Yeah. Essentially, it would be an MC. Good, good point. Um, also, because like your programming is all live. Remember, up until I Love Lucy, there's no recorded programming. Right. It's all live programming. Right. So it's like we're going to bring in an orchestra. Like that's literally what they would do for television. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, um, so they put out an um, ad requesting unmarried and without red-haired women. Um, Why? Why? What? Yeah. What's, um, so they, what does the red hair signify? The Irish? Just, Do they not just, like? I mean, it was the twenties, so probably. Like, let's like be. They honest. were like, nah, fuck or that, the, or the thirties. Could be that they didn't want to, or it was just unseemly. Yeah. So unmarried and without red haired women. That's weird and specific. Oh, super specific. <laughs> um, they held applications and interviews of one. 1,122 women. Again, very specific. I mean, like, yeah, for the position <laughs> of hostess announcers. That's where they were referred to. They were referred to as hostess announcers. Okay. Um, and among the applications, they recruited two women, Jasmine Bly and Elizabeth Cowell. What? <sighs> and that's why this is so silly. Um, I Googled my married name. <laughs> And found out that Elizabeth Cowell was the first, um, like the first woman uh, on on TV. She was like the first, yeah. Whoa, that's wild. Isn't that fun? Okay, so that's why I was like, mine is silly. I was like, where is this going? Where is this going? Yeah. And then they recruited one man. His name was Leslie Mitchell. I was going to say, if um, you say Michael Cowell, I swear to everything on this planet, I would run it would out be this hilarious. door. <laughs> so I'm just going to show you the pictures of the people. So this is Elizabeth Cowell. 
Ooh. Oh my gosh, what a dream boat. Yeah, that's hey. Elizabeth Powell. Thank um, God this, she doesn't have red hair. I swear. Right. Oh my God. This is oh, um, Jasmine redheads. Bly. Whoa. What? Ooh. That's Jasmine Bly. Those cheekbones. Uh, this is dang. Son. This is the two of them together, uh, hanging out at a desk. Can't really see that one. Why is that one not coming up? And then I just have to save them. Yeah, absolutely. And I just have to show you this man is the epitome of a 1936 man that's going to be on TV and telling you stuff about today. And this. (laughs) Oh my God, that chin will not. Right. And and this is Leslie Mitchell. (laughs) We are number one, right? We are the men of England and we tell you news. We are the men. Look at this perfect mustache. I mean, come uh, on, this I'm guy, you, this guy. He expects to not have a days. nice hot cup of tea when he gets the fuck home. I'm right? tell you mm. what. Right? That guy is so, I mean, like, doesn't he look like somebody that's going to tell you the biz in the 1930s? I mean, I listen mean, here, he has a cigarette lit at all times. All times. At like, he's just, all times. He's like using one cigarette to light the next cigarette. And he's just like, Oh my yeah. God. He so. looked like a caricature of that time <laughs> and place. Right? Can, yeah. So, um, so they were chosen for their ability to speak clearly as well as their looks. Um, and I wrote as well as their works, but I know better. It's their looks. <laughs> <laughs> but I know better. Um, I know, I, I know I meant looks. I didn't mean works. Um, okay. So there was um, some criticism of the choices due to the fact that they were both like, well, I'm back to talking about the women, London society and not in need of a job. Um, so they're, you know, like they're, they're, you know, rich, they're rich, well off and they don't, they yeah. don't need to be working. Why are right. you stealing working girls? And they were like, um, of a certain, oh, I don't have the paper on me, but they were of a certain like training, so it was like, you know, like a certain breed, a certain training. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then there was also much fanfare over the luxurious collection of clothes they acquired. So um, they were issued two evening gowns, skirts and blouses. So they had two mm. evening gowns for TV and skirts mm. and blouses. I mean, listen, um, I can't fault right. them. I would be like, hey, listen, wow, I look like I have a mullet now. Hold on. <laughs> Well, if you think about it, like think about everything I told you about how strict they were about the radio stations. You think that they're going to like drop that like for TV? Of course, it's like only the utmost societal television. Right. I mean, they're sending, yeah, they're sending out these, I mean, they want everything to be pristine for mm-hmm. what people see England as being. Why would... right? Th- now that they're being visually seen, seen yeah. right? Like, why oh, yeah. would they? They're going to choose high society women. Absolutely. I'm not just not not saying that it's correct thing to do. No, like, yes, no, of course absolutely. there are probably women from lower. But, like, why you would know. you expect them to be like? You know what? Let's get old um, Audrey Hepburn's character from uh, fucking what's that movie? Um, um, My Fair Lady. And let's yeah. just send her um, before the makeover. Eliza Doolittle. Let's find yeah. some Eliza Doolittle. Get let's, her up let's here. Let's send her over before she gets made over by Rex Harrison. How about that? Like, what? Yeah. You know that they're going to, yeah. You How how were people even like surprised when they heard like BBC radio is going to TV that it would be anything but, you know? Yeah. Um. So anyways, 
there were no teleprompters at that time, obviously. I don't know if you've ever seen a video or not a video, but a picture of, I can't remember which president it was, but his presidential address. Um, when te teleprompters were new, obviously you didn't have like words up on a screen. It was like an actual like piece of paper that they would read from. And it was a scroll. A just scroll. like scrolling Like, didn't they like the crank it kind of? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like. Yeah, like, they had like, to like, like Star like Wars. Frank, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. So, boy, that's so, a lot of pressure. But they didn't even, but they didn't even have that yet. Yeah. Okay. So they didn't have that yet. So they had to deliver each word precisely from memory. Mm. Again, keep in mind, like how pristine everything had to be. They were chosen for their ability to speak. Like how stressful would that be as a job? Why did they think for of your cue cards before? Because it, I mean, like it was never a thing. I guess it was brand new. Like, so it was 100% brand yeah, new. It why was, would they? That yeah. was silly of me. Um, Duh, so, those big dummies. Why wouldn't they think of something that's never been invented before? Duh. Um, so, and this is something I didn't know. I was in, learning interesting facts about the BBC. So on September, so like this all starts again. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, 1936. So that's when like they first start doing television stuff. Um, September 1st of 1939, the BBC, uh, television service was suspended due to world war II. Uh Oh yeah. Leaving it up to BBC radio to keep spirits up. So, I mean, just think about it. This it's this new medium and wars literally at your door. Yeah. So it just, oh, yeah, they got, stops. they got blitzed. Like, yeah. It just stops. Like it's, and all you have left is the radio. So, so like, what did they do? What did all those people that were working at the BBC, like televisions do? Did they well, have to go to radio or? Well, so none of them went to radio, um, that I saw. So the radio stayed like generally with the radio people. Um, uh, Wells, uh, Orson, Orson Wells. He, yeah. Yes, he actually did BBC radio during this time. Boy, he um, was a babe, and then he got not babe-like at all. He aged. He, like, <laughs> like got very big. <laughs> you know you know who was a babe and then is not? Christopher Walken. That guy blows my mind every time I see young pictures of him. <laughs> That's Just true. like, And then I see him dance, and I'm like, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. Mm -hmm. I yeah. Like that. Um, See, I think, I think the, the cre creepiness of him still attracts me. Slightly somehow. attractive. Yeah. I feel like you think of him in stuff like, um, catch but me. I have can. a weird, weird taste. It's all right. <laughs> it's not, it's it. Nothing will ever taught my little sister being like, I don't know, Danny DeVito. That is the weirdest. Right. Anyways, I got off track. I know um, we did, but that's okay. We're allowed sometimes. I'm sorry. I asked you a question. We started talking about Orson no. Welles. Then we got into our taste of men. It's a weird, we're allowed. Well, well, Anyways, keep thought. educating. Anyways. So, um, so yeah. So on June 18th, 1940, French general Charles de Guit, um, mm. who was in exile in London as leader of the Free French made a speech broadcast on BBC urging the French people not to um, capitulate to the Nazis. So, like this, this, you know, they were using it to be like, "Hey, they, don't, hey, don't surrender or something. Don't, don't go with essentially, them." Essentially, yeah, yeah. I meant to look up the exact meaning of that word, and I forgot. What is it? Spell it out. 
It is capit capitulate. 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 It means to cease uh, cease to resist an opponent or unwelcome demand. So don't surrender. Don't surrender. Don't surrender. We were right. We are we right in our I guess. Mean, like, we're so smart. Contextual contextual clues. I, we yeah. got this. Yeah. I live my life read. on contextual clues. <laughs> we know how to read things. <laughs> um, so so like of course, you know, World War II finally ends, BBC comes back. Um, and then upon resuming, the first words spoken on the BBC TV service were Good afternoon, everybody. How are you? Do you remember me? Jasmine Bly. And that's how they resumed their uh, broadcasting, which I thought was really cute. And she's Um, like drinking her tea in her evening gown and everybody else is like blown up and they're like, "Uh, yeah, remember me? Yeah, we do. Yeah. Well, (laughs) and then, so she spoke for about 30 minutes and then she introduced a Mickey Mouse cartoon, which was actually the last thing that had been um, shown before before and so they resumed the mickey mouse cartoon it's like nothing happened they're like pretend that's such an another english thing to have done like let's just go on like it didn't happen we don't have to talk about it (laughs) right so um elizabeth also returned to the bbc in 1946 um uh, as well as voiced the woman this that year she voiced the woman on paul rotha's documentary land of the promise i'm so sorry but during the war, she had married Captain Alistair Balford, who was the lord of a Scottish estate. And, and soon she left the BBC. And then all it says about her is that she passed in 98. Like, I looked wow. everywhere. That's a long yeah. time. Yeah, 1998. Oh, yeah. So, but I mean, like, that was the end of Elizabeth's story. And that's when I was like, well, what am I going to do? <laughs> Because I wanted to tell the story of Elizabeth. Of me. <laughs> um, but like she, I, I imagine that scene in, uh, um, have you seen Mona Lisa's smile? Very, very. I've only seen ago. it one time and gosh, it was probably when it came out. Um, there is Julia. What, what's that? Roberts. name? She, no. Styles. But she is in that. Julia Styles. Julia Styles. Love her. It's Julia Styles and Julia Roberts, right? Yes. Both the Julias. Julia's. So Julia Stiles' character is like really, really smart. And, um, you know, like Julia Roberts is like pressing her, like, what are you going to do after school? And she's like, oh, I'm going to get married. And Julia Roberts is like, and then what? And she's like, well, then I'm going to be married. And that's what this reminds me of. She yeah. like, go, you know, like war happens. She gets married that's, and they're like, oh, that, it's like some people chose that path at that time. It's like, okay. Yeah. And we're well, married. And war general. So- there I am. Yeah, well, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go with my lord of the Scottish estate. We're gonna go live on the Scottish estate. Listen here, uh, I can't say that I wouldn't do the same thing though. Yeah, but so so, anyways, that's literally her story. I could not find anything else about her. It's just her story ended there, um, and then she passed away in 1998. So, um, so, anyways, oh shit, I was supposed to bring up. What this if she part changed her name to Betty Larue? Wouldn't that be wild? <laughs> be hilarious. It would have been. <laughs> Funny if Alistair Balford's last name was LaRue, but he was Scottish. Um, so, uh, I meant to tell you, I meant to say that the press at the time described the two as the twin paragons. Um, and then Blight continued to work with the BBC 
uh, when the BBC returned to its regular television service. So like they came back in 46, but then they like fully came back um, and only like came back when they fully came back. Um, and then Jasmine became a star in and of herself. Uh, performing daring escapades, such as being given a fireman's lift and being driven about in a motorcycle sidecar. So she was a wild Whoa, woman. in a sidecar? Yeah. What just, a just daredevil. Crazy. <laughs> um, just insane. Just call uh, her so, evil Knievel S. But I just love the idea of them, like, in the 19, like, 30s like trying to like catch her and she or 40s I guess it would yeah. be the 40s and trying to catch her in her little like sidecar oh it's so cute <laughs> super cute um Aww. and then in the 1950s I thought this was pretty wonderful so anyways I was like what am I going to do after this and like tell tell Jasmine's story like right. these are two hey, like, I got could tell two, the two choices women, at this point right I'm telling the story of the beginning of the BBC and the first women broadcasters yeah so, and they were both the first women broadcasters. So I'm going to tell Jasmine's story, the rest of her story. Awesome. Um, so in 1950s, she presented um, BBC's television for deaf children. Aww. I thought was like really sweet. And like, why that don't they do sweet. more of that sort of stuff? You said that was in the 50s? In the 50s. She, wow. she did it. She There's did not a, even uh, something like that now. Now, right? I'm like, they did this in the 50s. Why don't we have... Well, in the, Okay, so I mean, there's closed captioning now, I guess, but like, so I guess all TV is essentially, but I think it would be like, like if there was more signing and stuff, that would be way cool. Yeah. So I thought that that was like a really, a really cool thing that she did. And, um, but also like the BBC, like, of course, American television did this too. I don't know if you, I mean, like, know this, know this, but the thought of television was like, we're going to be so smart. We're going to be able to share all this information and we're going to be showing like Shakespeare and we're going to teach each other. And like the BBC really fucking tried. Yeah. Whereas America was like sitcoms. Yeah. Sitcoms. Yeah. We should probably do sitcoms. We should probably do sitcoms, but then again, it's the same thing with the internet. We're like, we're going to be so smart. Everything's going to be interconnected. And then America's like conspiracy theories. (laughs) <laughs> probably false information theories. yeah false information uh so <laughs> uh yeah anyways so uh but yeah the bbc actually like it really fucking tried and i still still think they probably have better education i mean like it's all pbs um because i mean like i seriously could sit around and watch pbs and the bbc all day long and i a would love it because <laughs> I, you still get your murders, and B, yeah. I would oh, feel yeah. smart as hell. Have you ever watched Murder Maps? I haven't. Oh, what's Murder Maps? Mm. It's so good. It's on Netflix. You should totally watch it. It's English, and it talks about like England's like greatest murders. Not greatest. <laughs> Wrong word. <laughs> but you know, I love the idea of a great murder. The greatest murder murders. is great. Yeah. <laughs> It, it talks about like how they solved it and like <laughs> the process of it and like ah, murder. No, ma- I think that sounds awesome. It is. Um, Anyways, keep telling me about Jasmine. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, so um, so she continued to be on television until the 1970s. Oh my god, these headphones are killing my. my I know that's why are. mine are right here instead. <sighs> yeah. Oh, um, so. So, yeah, so she continued to be on television until the 1970s. And lastly, she was a uh, presenter of Good Afternoon, 
Um, so she was on a television program called Good Afternoon in the 70s. So she was around for, I mean, like, can you imagine watching a medium change the way she did and being involved the whole time? Like she was there for the birth all the way through the 70s. That's crazy. That's crazy. Shit, right? So much. Like she saw like rock and roll be born. Yeah. She, and, like, she was... She she was there when like she probably had to do interviews with the Beatles and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> she was there for all of it. Yeah, so I just think it's like pretty crazy. pretty amazing. Crazy, so crazy. she married um she married three times and had one daughter. Her name was oh no I thought I put it down I think it was Sarah oh god I forgot to put it down, um and she had one daughter, and then after her third husband fell ill in 1967. She set up a secondhand store to sell her wealthy friend's clothes called Bargains. And I just love that. Bargains. I'm going to sell my Come wealthy friend's clothes. my friend's wares here at Bargains. All, their wealthy fr- all my wealthy friend's clothes. Mm. It reminds, again, it reminds me of Parks and Rec when um, he opens up his store. Have you seen Parks and Rec? I have. Okay, where he like opens up a store where he like lends out his like... <laughs> fashion to teenagers oh yeah because they grow out of it so quick i'm just like oh my fancy clothes i'm gonna sell all my friends fancy clothes it's called bargains you're gonna get some top rate top rate threads here oh Um, god bargains that's bargains it's cute right her third husband howard marshall who is a bbc cricket broadcaster um passed away in 1973 And then Jasmine, this is super sad to me. She suffered a stroke in 81, which left her with speech difficulties. I, when somebody is so known for their speech and they, and they lose it, it's yeah. Like losing the ability to like communicate and speak. And you were, that's what you were known for. It's like if like a vocalist loses, like when Julie Andrews, like lost the ability to sing, it's like, it's, it's, like that's so sad. What you are, you know, like, it's it's sad in general. Yeah. But then you add like, but this is their this is this is who they are. Right. Um, and then she passed away uh 10 years later in 1991. Mm-hmm. So and that is the story of the beginning of television broadcast, um, the beginning of the BBC, and the first women to ever be television broadcasters. That's and there awesome. were two of them, and they were like very first there was only one man and two women how cool is that yeah that's like revolution rosie status that is revolution <laughs> rosie status. It's super cool and like you never think about it or hear about it television like television just always was it's yeah. really like our kids think about the internet and and you like oh i know when we, ta- and- when we talked to winston about how like i kind of was like the first to have internet always around you know like Casey did not like, he was like in his twenties by the time internet was around, but like, I was kind of born into a house that always kind of had it, but like, it's crazy to like Winston. He is like, what? Like the internet, like that's always here. Like I, so I had it, um, in high school at my parents' house. And then I didn't get it in my home when I moved out of the house, like any of the homes I was in, any place that I lived, I didn't have it until John. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, 
And then after that, I'd always had it. So, I mean, like I was 23 before it was a staple in my house outside of my parents' house where it wasn't like a luxury. Yeah. Which yeah. is insane to think about. It is. I, I feel like it's always been pr- pretty prevalent in our house, but I came from a different type of family, I guess. (laughs) Well, my, my parents were very like reluctant to get it, but then I think that they felt pressured from like school, which is crazy because we had like computer labs at my school and like a computer in each classroom, which was funded, I think by Pepsi, which is why we had Pepsi machines everywhere. That's weird. Well, that's, I mean, like that's how you keep kids eating sugar. That's true. (laughs) We came from the country too, but I don't know that our school is funded by so, oh yeah, uh, which is weird. Well, to make it we better, fat. Yeah. <laughs> well, to make it better, they um like they would have like, well, you know, we've got some soda, but we also have Fruitopia. <laughs> right. It's like a fruit. Like, hey, we have juices. J- juice. That's good. There's water bottles in there too. And yeah, like, like they have a choice. It's like you're I, gonna give free will to a freaking middle school or Powerade too. We also had Powerade. Like that's pure sugar too. Yeah. Hey, speaking of British folks, there's also a show called Very British Problems. Have you ever seen that? No. That sounds awesome. It is very awesome. Do you have Amazon Prime? I do. It's on there. It's very good. I obviously excited to watch The Marvelous Miss Maisel and Fleabag. Oh yeah. So I have not, um, watched either of those, but, um, I know you watched okay. Fleabag. So you have to watch Fleabag. Yeah. I've heard you talk nothing but high praises of Fleabag. Oh, so I have to watch it, but, um, and my girl from Fleabag and my man, I know I saw is going to be on Mr. And Mrs. Smith or something, right? Yeah. They're going to be doing a Mr. And Mrs. Smith on Amazon. I think it is. Yeah. And I, I thought am- I saw that. Like beyond, I'm beyond to see the two of it. That is, I'm hot thinking <laughs> slip about and it. Slide over here. <laughs> it's like a slip and slide over here. It's <laughs> so good. Uh, like, I, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff. Like, why would we want to ever leave our houses again? I know. Why do we even have to come out of like, you know, quarantine or anything? Except so, to see our friends to go watch more shows with our friends. Like, why would we? Um, speaking of why would we ever want to, why, speaking of why we would, why would we ever want to leave the house again? So here we are in our igloo and the waitress comes in and my little sister is like, you look so great. You have great eyelashes talking to the waitress. Um, she's like, are those like false lashes? And the waitress is like, yeah, they're, yeah, they're falsies, blah, blah, blah. And I, and I turned to her and I was like, they're egg salad. I mean, excellent. I just said egg salad. I don't come out in public a lot. <laughs> and egg just, salad. They're egg salad. And she goes, and the waitress was like, I love egg salad. And I was like, oh my God. I, I say egg salad instead of excellent all the time, but not normally in like public settings. And I mean, excellent. They're really great. And today is just like losing it because I told the waitress her eyelashes were egg salad. Because <laughs> I'm, I don't go in public anymore. <laughs> oh no. We don't know how to act around humans anymore. And if anybody expects us to know how at this point, they're fucking wrong. And and that's mean of them to assume. 
Yeah. At this I, point. All I can say, guys, is when you do go back out in public, tip well, be kind, and, 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 and patient. Patience, guys. Oh. Find patience. Find it. Center it. I know you're going to want everything and you're going to want it right now, but find patience and center it because, like, don't be mean to people. We, are, we were all cooped up for a year. Like, you're going to have to be nice. Just be nice. Try just to be, be nice. nice. Remember. Yeah. Remember everything we've been through and just be nice. Like it's not hard. It's not mm-hmm. hard. No, it's not hard. It's not. I mean, like, I mean, it can be hard. I've had moments where I'm just like, <sighs> Oh yeah. I mean, for sure. But you know how to be a fucking decent human. So yeah. I mean, like, I, I, that's one of the things that I've, I've been telling people a lot lately is like, just be patient. Everyone's exhausted. Everyone is like, oh, yeah at their wits end. You just oh, have yeah. to find patience. So anyways, All that's right. it. Cool. Cool. I love it. I love it. Awesome. Fantastic. Well, I uh, didn't know any of that and it's not something I thought about ever. Yeah. No, like, I, like I said, I Googled my married name just to see like, are there any of us out there? And it was really kind of cool to find out that yeah. the first woman to be on BBC television was Elizabeth Cowell. Like every I thought, time I Google my name, it comes up with like, um, normal LinkedIn profiles. So right. nothing real cool there. Yeah. I, no I offense, mean, y'all keep doing your grind, but <laughs> I mean, I definitely had those as well, but like the first thing that popped up was, Oh, do you mean this person? And Which it's I like, wow, pretty- yes, I do. Yes, I Thanks. do. That's actually exactly what I meant. And that's exactly what I was looking for. So <laughs> that is really, really cool. I, I um, hope you enjoyed this grab bag. I did. I did. And my person is nowhere even close to that. Topic. Not, not British and super like um, proper. Not well, I, probably on the proper side, but not from here either. Oh, I'm super excited. This will be fun. Yeah. So, um, cool. All right. Well, until next time, rate us, um, subscribe, check us out. Tell your friends, please tell your friends, send us, uh, information about women you'd like us to do because we're doing all sorts now. So if if you're, if you're like, Oh my God, you guys are talking about this subject. Why didn't you talk about this person? Send them to us. You get a nineties woman that like definitely got slighted by the media because they all fucking did um send her to us like not all of them did some of them got super high praises and probably maybe shouldn't have (laughs) yeah there that happened too i won't say any names but (laughs) but yeah so um yes find us on twitter facebook uh Instagram. instagram Um, Twitter may be a little hazy right now because I got a new phone, uh, and I forget the password. So, oh man, that's how I, that's how I got logged out of Twitter for a really long time. Uh (laughs) But, um, you know, just bear with me on that one, but everything else is solid. Um, if you have any ideas of who you want to hear about, our email address is revolutionrosies at gmail.com. And that's Rosie's R-O-S-I-E-S. That's right. And that's the same uh, for our Twitter handle and our Facebook. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm sorry, Facebook and Instagram handle. Yes. Uh, Twitter is R-O-S-Y-S uh, because Twitter is a big dumpster fire. But... <laughs> 
again. You're still there. <laughs> oh, and we're on YouTube. That's what this is for. You can see us on YouTube. Yeah, that's why you can... I put on lipstick. Yeah, I, that's why we put makeup only on. Only reason I put on lipstick. Oh, yeah. I, like, I put on a little bit of makeup and some lipstick today. It is for your visual viewing pleasure, just like the BBC. <laughs> <laughs> we are as classy as the BBC ladies. <laughs> Look at us. <laughs> I have a I candle, a plant, um, a big giant rose quartz. Look at that thing. It's huge. It's massive. It's a weapon. And then pistachios and a cup. My laptop is acting real funky or I would be doing this on my laptop and I have a wall started over here that <gasps> oh. I'm going to start. Yeah. It's local art stuff. So. Oh, like mine. I know. Like yours. I was like, I want to do our office in local art stuff. So we can make. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I've got other stuff to put up, but yeah. So yeah. And um, so find us on YouTube, Revolution Rosie's on there as well. Um, send us all of your uh, ladies you want to hear about. Um, and heck, it could be your mom. I don't care. We want to shout out everyone because we love you and we love them. Thank Actually, you. May is coming up. So if you guys want to send us your badass moms, I would love to shout out some badass moms this time. Oh, yeah. Hey, May is coming up. And we want to mm -hmm. shout out your badass moms. Thanks. Thanks. In the meantime, right. though. Smear lipstick. And raise some hell, babies. Bye. Bye.